Hello, hello, hello. It's Venice. How's it going? You are tuned in to the Venice and Friends podcast. That's right. It is that time of the week, my friend, where I get the privilege and opportunity to share from a topic, which today's topic I'm I'm really hoping to and intending to stir the pot a little bit. Have you ever heard that expression, stir the pot? Yeah, I really want to challenge your thinking today. I love that. (laughs) Because it really is in challenging our thinking that we can can grow. So that's ultimately what every single conversation that I have with you is designed to do. So if you are tuning in uh, to this broadcast for the first time, my name's Venice, and it's really great to be connected with you. My prayer, my hope, my intention is that you'll really find the content of value and that you'll keep sticking around. Come back. Every week I have a new podcast um, episode. Um, definitely be sure to subscribe to the podcast and uh, feel free to leave me a comment share your thoughts. I will, I always put my info at venice.com email, uh, in the notes of the show of the podcast. And you can always send me an email and reach out to me that way. So today we're going to talk about smarkles. I'm not going to teach you smarkles today. Okay. I'm not going to do that. Instead, what I, what I'm creating is a conversation around an assertion I have. Okay. And my assertion is that smart goals really don't work. Now that might be revolutionary, especially if you love smart goals, if you love creating smart goals, <laughs> like how, what is the basis of you saying that Vinice? Okay. So I'm going to break this down. Okay. And I'm going to break this conversation down in like two parts. Okay. The first part is uh, I'm going to talk about, you know, why I say SMART goals don't work. And then the second part of the podcast is going to be what does work? Because ultimately, the, the only reason why we would take the time to even create a SMART goal is and plan our year is because we're committed to something. So I'm going to share what is another way you could approach fulfilling on what it is that you're creating. Does that make sense? Okay, great. So that's where we're going. That's kind of the big picture. Okay. So the first thing I want to say about SMART goals is the the biggest obstacle with creating SMART goals is that we're actually creating on top of something. Okay. And I'm going to give you a visual that I want you to, to kind of put in your mind's eye. Imagine if I give you a glass of water. Okay. And you see that glass and the glass is full. There's no room to put any more water in that glass. Right. Consider That's what we do every year. Like what we do is we say, I'm creating this in my life for this next year. And it's, 
it's on top of, or like you and I are full of the past. We're full of how last year went. We're full of um, what we know. We're full of everything we've tried. So then what we do is we approach the new year and wait, we say, we just say we're going to do something. And what we don't realize is that whenever there's something that's incomplete for you, it doesn't go away. It stays in your space, in your personal space. Now, are you saying like you can see it? (laughs) No, I'm not saying like it stays in your space, like in a closet, like it's physical. It affects you. A simple way to say it is whenever there's something unacknowledged, like not acknowledged, it affects you whether you're aware of it or not. It's like, have you ever had a conversation with someone that you really like wanted to say something, but you weren't saying it? And then you had the conversation and how did you feel? Oh, relief, right? It's because that conversation that needed to be had was had and it was, there was something for you personally that you speaking, you communicating made a difference for you. It's like one less thing on your mind, okay? And consider that we have things that crowd us in our mind, even subconsciously, about what we're working on. You know, I'm working on, I I share a lot about my life pretty openly. Um, I'm working on my health this year. And I really took the time, like last week, to just notice for myself what's there for me around my health. What I'm full of is disappointment. I'm full of frustration. I'm full of like, and specifically just to be really specific, because I'm going to show you like through my sharing kind of a demonstration of what I'm talking about. Okay. So I'm disappointed by that. I tried uh, like natural hormone replacement and I didn't stay on it consistently and I gained another eight pounds. I'm disappointed in myself that I didn't stay consistent. I'm frustrated by my current weight. But here's the other thing. The other thing that's in my space is I'm just trying to fix something that's wrong in my health. And like I hadn't really seen this before. When I am working on anything in my life and when I like in my example, it's my health and I'm working inside of the context that I'm trying to fix something that's wrong, I'm not actually creating anything. I'm just fixing something. And there's a very different experience when we're truly creating versus trying to fix something. Have you ever had someone in your life that's trying to fix you? How does that feel? It sucks. Like you're not okay the way you are right? I mean, I think in some level, we understand what it's like, like when we think about someone else, like in like in a relationship, like I don't want to be fixed. But like, just I want you to really think, like consider that for many of us, and I'm including myself, I've really been thinking about this conversation deeply for myself. It's like, I'm not really creating anything in my health. I'm just trying to fix a problem. Now, you guys, there's nothing wrong with that, 
Okay, like, hey, fixing a problem is a good thing, right? It is. And it's not creating something. The definition of the word create and the definition of the word cause, to cause a result, means to bring something into existence. To bring something into existence that was not present prior And I got really clear for myself, man, you know, like I just hadn't really realized that everything I'm doing around my health is just literally trying to fix a problem. (laughs) My hair with the hormones, I have like one part of my hair where it's like my hair is thinning and it is annoying the heck out of me. I'm like, my hair texture is changing. It's like, oh my goodness, you know, my skin texture is changing. I went to my gynecologist and my gynecologist was like, Finise, you're entering menopause. And I'm like, this sucks. You know, I'm, I'm going through like a transition of how I've known myself to be in my womanhood, right? And I'm entering a different phase of womanhood. And I didn't really think about like, <laughs> so-and-so, it sounds it's going to sound how it sounds, but I didn't think about how I'd feel and how I would react to my body changing. You know, how it's been for me is like, I don't like this at all. And I'm just trying to fix it so I can go back to what I was. And I'm, I'm being really transparent with you because I want you to see this is just an example of how I'm full of all my concerns, my anger, my frustration, my wanting to fix something that's wrong with me. And there's no room to create anything. And that's what we do as human beings, guys. We do that as human beings. It's nothing wrong. It's just, there's another way. That's what I want you to consider. There is another way. There's the way we've always done it. And there's another way. And we always have a choice you can, and I, we can continue to do things the way we've done them or we can create a different way. Now, what I'm really up to is like, I guess my tagline is like life by design. That is my tagline. You know, like it's a thing I say a lot, right? And what I'm interested in is I'm going to be 50 in March. Okay, what could, (laughs) I'm just getting like moved by even just creating this because I haven't actually said this yet. Like I'm, I'm in this whole space with this area of my life. Okay, so it's very real for me, but I'm like, what could I create in the area of aging as a woman? Like it's something I'd never really considered or thought about. And I see like if I just even ask myself, what could I create? Like separate from my anger and my frustration and my challenge. What, you know, here's another challenge. I've been having like breast pain on my breasts and I was you know, I went to my doctor and my doctor was like, 
every symptom you have is classic of a woman who's in menopause, right? And I was like, oh my God, I don't want to have my boobs hurt. I went to a sonogram, a mammogram. I had like an in-depth mammogram and sonogram of my breast. There's nothing wrong with my breasts. So my gynecologist is like, you know, it's probably related to hormone changes. And I'm like, that sucks. Like, I, I haven't had any half, half flashes. But for me, it's like there's changes in my body. And mostly I'm reacting to them. My reaction is, I don't like this. I want it to be how it was. That's my reaction. So I've just really been noticing that. And what I'm really interested in, like I said a few minutes ago, is creating. See, that's another way. You could actually create in the area that you're working on. Okay? I'm going to leave that part right there for a second, okay? So I said SMART goals, the one obstacle as to why SMART goals don't work is because we're not dealing with the past and all of our incompletion or upset or everything about the past around that area. It could include, by the way, what you know. You know, as a life coach, one of the biggest like parts to being a life coach is staying open to newness. Like as a coach, the minute I think I know everything, I'm sunk. I can't be productive and effective as a coach because when I'm attached to my knowledge... I cannot see something new and discover something new, especially when working with people. It's like I have a knowledge base, but it's really being open to like giving people space for them to discover. Life coaching and personal development is a a lot about personal discovery. So it's like you just have to kind of stay like in a child, like a state of wonder and being willing to see things newly in a way we haven't seen it before. That's how we really grow. That is literally how the brain works. So even what you know, you can be so full of what you know that you're working on that you're not creating. Like a good example of this is weight loss. Let's say you're on a journey to lose 70 pounds and you've successfully in one year lost 40 pounds. In one year, there's a lot of stuff you know, right, about how to lose weight and you've lost 40 pounds. Well, consider even what you know can have you full where you're not able to create newly or see something new in the journey of losing that 70 pounds, so I'm going to put that, like, end that conversation there. The second conversation about SMART goals and another obstacle as to why they don't work is we, we declare this future, right? And we put things on paper, like specific outcomes and they're going to be measurable and we put them in time like when they're going to happen all that right 
what we, I want you to look at it this way. That plan, that document is a, it's like a living thing. And I, I, was, I really thought before the podcast, how can I best explain this, you know, without sounding woo woo, but it's, it's a living thing in that it's, it's dynamic, I think what we do is we relate to smart goals like it's fixed, like it has to happen this way exactly, right? And life is going to happen. Yeah, like you're doing your best in that moment that you create that smart goal with what you know you're you're doing your best to put something out in the future in terms of like laying out a, a game plan, right? What happens three months later for many people is they don't even know where their SMART goal is. You know, it's it's like, oh yeah, I did that thing. And I, I'm really, I actually took a year-long course, a training course, in literally how to map out my future. And I'm really integrating it in my coaching in 2022. Such a powerful thing to, because it's like, it's not, you're declaring a future. And you're saying, this shall be. And what actions did I take? to accomplish what I declare. The thing is, what about after you write it down? I, I, I was using the word manage, but I don't like that word because there's a negative connotation we have to the word manage, like I'm managing something. What I'm going to say is trek. You know what, what the word trek means? Trek is like you're walking, Okay. So consider what people don't do and why SMART goals don't work is because people write down all the stuff and the plan and they don't trek with what they actually created. (laughs) They don't do that. So it's like, that's why if I ask you, where's your SMART goal? Like, and not only that, okay. What do, you, what do you do every week with that thing? Like for me, I have my year because I have multiple streams of income, okay? So in each revenue stream, I cl- declared the future and I, tr- I, tr- I tr- created like where at the end of this year, where I'm going to be financially and growing my businesses, right? I have literally a binder, that I, I designed it myself because I had to create something to work for me. I couldn't find anything that was a fit for me. I literally customized my own planner, okay? I'm not, I mean, I don't even know what you need. All I know is I'm really committed to structuring things for myself in a way that I can manage my future and what I'm declaring. So as a practice on the weekends, I take time to look at my future that I'm creating for this year. And there are specific actions that I'm taking. There's outcomes I have. Like every week, this is the measurable outcome I've achieved. And I look at, did I achieve that? (laughs) 
And if I didn't, okay, well, let me just get complete with that and close the book on that thing. And then what am I doing this week? See, that's what we don't do. We don't trek with the future we're creating. We just say stuff. We don't, we don't put things in existence. We don't use any kind of reminder system. Some people don't want to get like dominated by a calendar. So they're like, oh, I don't put things in a calendar. Like I've just seen it all as a coach. You know, people get weird around time and I don't have time. And we're just so like at the effect. <laughs> Again, why we're at the effect of time. It's why smart goals don't work. Am I saying not do not create smart goals? No, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is how I'm going to just really make a bold statement. For most of you, how you do it hasn't worked. There might be a few of you that, yeah, it does, but it's not very much. It's like 98% of people it does they don't work now how do you how so what's the way that works then okay the way that works is to like first and I'm I'm teaching my first online class on January 27th okay and I invite you to join me cuz I'm going to spend the entire coaching session having this conversation And I'm going to show you how to actually design this year so that it's your best year yet. Okay, I'm putting the link in the show notes. And I'm going to give you something really practical that you can do starting right now. This is just one thing you can do. And it's, you know, I'd have to teach a whole class and I'm not doing that right now. Okay, but I want to give you something that you can really practice. One simple thing you can do is make a list, get a, get a piece of paper, write down at the top of the paper what you're working on in your life and make a list of everything you're concerned about, your worries, your frustrations, um, your disappointments. Write down what you know about it. So like for instance, if you're losing weight, write down your, you know, whatever you have about losing weight. I can't do it. This is hard. It's easy for other people. You know, I can't get the weight off. I've tried so many times. I'm resigned. Like, how how do I really think it can happen for me? Like, you literally want to do like a brain dump and write it all down. Okay. Write down everything you know, because you, if you, if you're trying to lose weight, you probably know some stuff. Even if you like look it up online or whatever, right? Or yours maybe, I don't know anything. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Write all of it down, okay? And as a practice, I want you to like have that piece of paper. Like I have a journal, okay? So I have a, um, a sheet of paper on my journal right now. And I titled it, What's Filling Me Up? And I, I, I'll... Uh, I'm going to actually do a blog about this conversation. Um, so you want to definitely check out my website. I'm like, I'm not trying to be random here, but on my website, venice.com, which is a new website. I redesigned it. I'm so excited about that. I have all my content there, the blogs, everything about what I'm up to is on my website. Okay. I will do a blog about this this week. I will show you a picture of what I create, but it's basically what's filling me up. 
and I write down everything I can think of that's filling my mind up and my personal space and my, my head about what I'm doing. And I will tell you, it makes an enormous difference just to write it down. And you're like, okay, well, and what do I do now, Venice? Okay, what you do now is you just notice. You know, some of us are like professional fixers. Like we want to fix everything and just tell me what I can do so I can fix it and stop doing this. The art of mindfulness is to just really notice. And I'm not trying to sound woo-woo, but this is, your brain is designed that when you acknowledge something, something shifts in your brain. It's like something's acknowledged. Your brain likes to put things in places. So even acknowledging like, wow, you know, I'm really judging myself about how I didn't achieve my goal last week. It's noticing what's filling you up in the absence of judging yourself. Most of us, we're really good at noticing and we have opinions and judgments and assessments about what we notice. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about noticing, writing it down, and just really observing your reaction in the absence of judgment and assessment. I promise you, if you practice this, just writing down what's filling you up in that area you're working on, and just notice your reaction about it, you're going to discover something. But this is something you actually have to practice, okay? <laughs> you just have to practice it. I've taken you as far as I can for now, my friend, okay? I always put my email in the show notes because you may have a question. Maybe you did practice and you're like, it's not working for me. Send me an email. I will walk you through it. I really will, okay? So that's what I've got for you today. Every time we meet, I really want something you can take away that you can start using right now, okay? And listen, I'm having my first online coaching class. This has been something people have been asking me for for over a year, and I'm doing it. So it's extremely affordable. It's going to be an hour and 15 minutes, January 27th. I will put the link so that you can grab your seat in this episode. Uh, and I really look forward to, to, first of all, I look forward to seeing you. I'm always like, who are these people that listen to my podcast? <laughs> like I, I get all these like analytics. Like I know the age range. I know it's mostly women. I know what state they're in and it was city. And I'm like, who are they? I want to meet you in person. I want you to be like, I'm on your podcast. I'm a listener. Like you don't even know how much joy that would bring me just to know you, like meet you in person. And also to teach you like how to have 2022 be your best year yet. That's my class. How to have 2022 be your best year yet. Now, I'm going to say something about that. 2022 can be your best year yet and it can be full of unpredictable disappointment. Ooh, what? It can. Like, I'm really out to teach people how to, like, really have a great life even when it's not perfect. How would that be? Consider that's possible. 
and I'm going to show you how. Okay. All right, my friend, I'm going to go. It was really great to connect with you. And I just, I really want to say I have different forms of content and I love my podcast. Um, this is, I think my personal favorite medium. Um, it's just, I don't know. I love this format. So I really appreciate your time and your attention. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, be sure to do so. Bye.